Well, hello there. I'm glad you could make it. Today's episode is called The Dividing Wall of Hostility, as we find in Ephesians what that's all about. Join us Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time, USA, and Thursdays, 1 p.m. Central Time, USA. We have a video conference, and you're welcome to attend. We use free conference call, or you can go to our website and join us in the briefing room. The website is pgn.church. The meeting ID is PGN. And we have our 24-hour text line to contact our host is 218-461-0164. So again, thank you for coming and blessings to you and the church that meets at your house. Listen, I say listen. It's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and the hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all, all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. O Zion, messengers of good news, shout from the mountaintop. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout it. Do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. So Satan comes and tries to take the word out of your heart, the word of God. If he is successful, he gets your joy because joy is a product of something that was spoken by God. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, when you lose your joy, you become weak, you become helpless unable to overcome, you become an open target for Satan's attacks. So remember what Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8 verse 10. God's word produces joy and joy produces strength. So here we are in the book of John 16, 22. And you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, says the Lord, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man can take away from you. We have seen that if no man can take your joy, neither can Satan. He does not have the legal right to do that unless you give him that right. So let's fill our cups with joy as we feast on the Word of God. You are listening to the Gospel Trail. So you know what? uh, I I read this article, the top 10 things that uh, millennials hate (laughs) the most. That's a real positive way to start. Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So so that perked my interest because I know a few millennials. Yes, I do too. And uh but I wanted to see if I was offending them or not, but you know what the number one was 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 uh you know when I was a kid <laughs> I used to walk to Ten school miles in both ways in the snow. In the snow and it was 47 below oh. zero. <laughs> so why are you standing out there on the bus corner? 
with your uh, ripped up jeans and no hat on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, but, my, my, my wife saying when she when she was growing up and going to high school that she'd have all these have boots on and stuff, you know, and a heavy coat and stuff. And then she would strip them off as she was getting to the bus. She would take them off and put them in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> and then put them back on as she when she got home. When she got on home. On the way home, yeah. Wow, wow. So. Well, there you go. probably been going you satisfy on the mother problem there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our newspaper office was downtown, and it was like a equivalent of two city blocks or something to the school. And uh, I'd stay after school and play basketball so you come out of the shower with wet hair <laughs> i remember those days when i was when i was that age and uh so so i wouldn't you know i wouldn't you couldn't put a hat on that that hair no you couldn't no no so i i about the time i crossed the river on the uh footbridge did did you swim across or no oh, no on the footbridge on okay. the footbridge my hair was like frozen if you if you slapped somebody on the head i think they're Ice hair would, would come out would uh, break off yeah <laughs> so that that's why that's why there's not a lot of uh, well, up there now well i think that's generational <laughs> <laughs> my kids don't have to worry about it but you know that reminds me of swimming at uh, uh across the the street from my uh from my high school oh yeah <laughs> and that's the first and only time i ever got bronchitis Oh. Because of that very reason, because my hair was wet. Your hair was wet, yeah. That's right. Well, that's how we uh, toughen up. People were diving off the bridge, that one between the school and downtown. Oh. They'd dive off the bridge into the water, mostly cannonballs and stuff. But then there's stuff you don't take into consideration <laughs> at well, that age. When you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, safety is not one of the things. What you time of year is it? How high is the water? <laughs> and what could be down there? Anyway, after I dove off the bridge, <laughs> I, I found old bicycles down there. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I can imagine diving into a, you know, a 10-speed or something. That that would uh, ruin yeah. your day. Yeah. Got got a, got a derailleur in the, in the side of your head. <laughs> well, I did a, it was the first time I ever dove into water. And I was just doing it because yeah, everybody else it. was doing yeah. it. Anyway, I dove into the thing, and it, uh, you know, I, I, I did have enough sense to think <laughs> I don't want to go deep and just smash my face into the mud <laughs> or whatever else is down there. So I was trying to dive shallow and sort of like that, but I ended up doing a swan dive. So that was like a cannonball in reverse. <laughs> I mean, the water actually got the people up on the bridge wet. That's how big the swan, the dive. swan dive was. What that is is a chest and face plant. Oh! So, so then anyway, I came to about six feet underwater. <laughs> I came to, <laughs> and 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 realized I'm still alive. How awesome is this? Thank so, you, Lord. So as long as I was down here, I started looking around and I saw the bicycle that I missed. And uh, and I'm swimming swimming down the river, and I thought, well, I got to swim to the bank, you know, and and uh, come out. <laughs> so, meantime, everybody to cheers, above to cheers and to o ovations. Well, right? there wasn't cheers and ovations. They were up all up there sweating it because they thought they thought I died. Because <laughs> I think I was down there a good couple minutes or something, and then 
Because I had the air knocked out of me. I there there was nothing else I could do, so I was just down there. But somehow I you know lasted a, at least a minute, which seemed like an hour for the people on yeah. top. But I came up in the in the in the weeds on the corner, and they're all swearing at me because I. <laughs> But I was I was I was just uh, happy I was alive when I looked around. Yeah, However, yeah. I was underwater at the time. Yeah. How old were you when you did this? Nineteen. Uh, I won't tell you what year it was. It was in the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a youngster in the nineteen hundreds. Those were some of the best. Well, years it wasn't of my life. the late nineteen hundreds. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it wasn't like. Oh nine. So how far did but you jump? I, I mean, think how far was the bridge? I think it's the water thirty, was? forty feet or something. Oh my gosh! It's uh, it's up there. Three or four stories. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, ten, twenty. Even if that's an exaggeration, half of that is is too much. But uh, yeah, that was. I must have been uh, seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. So those kind of stories bug millennials when you're trying to convey wisdom. Well, yeah, because that story uh, shows no wisdom. Right, right. You know, the thing is, I'm happy that you're alive. I well, would have never too. known me too. you. Me too. If... I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, 17 was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I could have cannonballed into there and, and uh, you know, saved the uh, trauma. <laughs> you come up looking like a lobster because you're just, just red all over from Kevin. that slap. Kevin, Kevin. And, and then the other, yeah, the other one where I really learned how to do it diving in was uh in the navy and boot camp oh yeah they made you jump uh, the equivalent of off an aircraft carrier or something yeah. <laughs> into the water it, that was a long way you were advised to cross your legs and go in feet first exactly and i had to do the same thing in the coast guard when i was yep. in the boot camp it was only a 50 foot tower yep. because there you go because um they don't have any carriers, aircraft carriers, in the Coast Guard. They <laughs> no, just don't. It was no only aircraft. a, it was only a 50 foot why. tower, yeah. Well, yeah, this it was, was 50 foot, but it was like, keep your legs crossed when you're. Yeah. And then we had to swim the length of the, the pool yeah. with all of our clothes on. Right. And this, well, this was probably a 50 foot tower because it was indoors. Yep. And, and they can't get an aircraft carrier in the building. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know how an indoor aircraft carrier. Yeah, it it means jumping off a ship. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember, yeah, they told you when you come out of the water to um, sweat, swash your hands sideways, stuff you don't think about in a battle situation or whatever. But that's that's in case there's burning oil on the surface. You won't come up and coat your face with burning oil. You got to do this, splash, yeah. splash they, it with your hands. Yeah, they didn't teach me that. <laughs> They didn't, so I guess they didn't so, care if you were going to have your face burned, but yeah. they said, but it's, you know, I, I learned how to, it was called ground proofing, so where I would only have to put my head up for like a couple of seconds, Oh I, yeah, you could do it for hours because you could have, you could have muscle cramps and everything else, and they said, yeah, because there could be burning debris and oil on the top, right, right. and this way you'll avoid it, but that, that, that would do it too, yeah, because that's what, yeah, they said it would be that same it would be the same, same motion. motion. Yep. But they didn't tell me that. That's why or, or, or they tell you how to use your pants for a, yep. make floaters. And, yeah, as a floater, yeah. Or, or if all you had was your Navy hat, one of those little Popeye hats, <laughs> that can float your whole body right there, just that hat. Well, the thing if is... If you keep it wet, otherwise you sink. You and I are so old. My Coast Guard How old? outfit <laughs> was all wool. 
Oh yeah. yeah. All wool. Well, you're supposed to wear the the whites out there on the on the sea. The, they're the ones that are like almost like canvas and can be. Yeah. Well, the Coast Guard doesn't. Of course, of course. Coast Guard did. Of course, we you wore were in, the blues. You wore the blues because you were in the yeah the colder weather. <laughs> you want the wool. That's right. So there weather. you go. Yeah. So is Brother Don on? No, Brother Don today. I did tell him. I did send him a message in the affirmative. Okay. So maybe we'll... Well, we gave all of our listeners, it probably bored them with... Well, the... all the millennials have now left the line because that was the number one thing on them. What was what was How after to... number one? I don't know. I couldn't... I stopped laughing at... You stopped because that was... Yeah. That... started laughing at number one. I couldn't go on. That makes sense. And I didn't want to really... Of course, I do that to my granddaughter a lot, just just for fun, because I've seen it on uh, Rugrats cartoon. Oh yeah, there's always a grandpa in there telling telling the kids <laughs> yeah, how, like, how how cold it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm or like how Mr. far it was. I'm like Mr. Wilson on the Dennis the Menace. How far was it? You know. Oh, you're Mr. Wilson, the old yeah. codger. You know, the old <laughs> kind of mean mean guy. No, yeah, that's... I'm the grandpa on Rugrats. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you open up in prayer, and then I've got, well, and oh. I wanted to say happy Groundhog's Day. Oh, that's right. This is Puxatani. I wonder, wonder what he's going to say. He's probably going to say, he probably won't even come out. It's so freaking cold. Well, yeah, Groundhog Day. I haven't seen a groundhog. <laughs> Looking out my window. See, the piles of snow. I I don't think they come out because uh, they need a shovel to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So why don't you open up in prayer, and then I'll, uh, I've got a little reading from Oswald Chambers from 1915. And I was just a kid in 1915. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word and uh, the words that have been written down under your direction in the uh, what we call the Bible or the Word. And uh, we're looking into Ephesians today, and Lord, just let your spirit... Our helper, um, just illuminate those words. Let this be the the illuminated edition, you know, not just pages lying there in the dust. Um, so go to the, go to your uh, bookshelf right now, um, blow the dust off the top of that book, and open it to Ephesians. And as we open our hearts and our minds, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I was reading this morning, I, I love my utmost for his highest. I should have met Oswald when, you know, because he was teaching in 1915. So, uh, was, these that, are, was that your uh, senior year in, in college or you should have listened to him? Well, yeah, and I didn't because I was a, yeah, what do they call <laughs> the, what, what do they call the people that, that grew up in 1915? Old. Old, super <laughs> old. But here it is for today, uh, the constraint of the call. And it's in 1 Corinthians 9, 16. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Beware of stopping your ears to the call of God. Everyone who is saved is called to testify to the fact. But that is not the call to preach. It is merely an illustration in preaching. Paul is referring to the pangs produced in him by the, const by the constraint to preach the gospel. Never apply what Paul says in this connection to souls coming in contact with God for salvation. There is nothing easier than getting saved because it is God's sovereign work. Come unto me and I will save you. Our Lord never lays down the conditions of discipleship as the conditions of salvation. We are condemned to salvation through the cross of Jesus Christ. 
discipleship has an option with it, if any man. That's in quotes. Right. Paul's words have to do with being made a servant of Jesus Christ. And our permission is never asked as to what we will do or where will we or where we will go. So we are not to ask where we are, what we are to do, or what we where we are to go. Because if we're obedient, we'll be hearing his voice and we'll be doing what he uh, tells us to do. And it, remi- it reminds me of uh, when Jesus said, "I only I only do what I see the Father doing, and I only say what the Father is saying." So everything, you know, just a light bulb went on in my head too. Everything that Jesus spoke. He was hearing from the Father. Wow, yes. You know, yes, and everything he true. did, like raise the dead, heal the sick, uh, cast out demons, all of those things, he saw the Father doing, and he did. Yep. Uh, Paul's words have to do with being made a servant of Jesus Christ, and our permission is never asked to what we will do or where we will go. God makes us broken bread and poured out wine to please himself. We were made to please God the triune God. To be separated unto the gospel means to hear the call of God, and when a man begins to overhear that call, then begins agony that is worthy of the name. Every ambition is nipped in the bud. So, Hmm. our ambitions are to be his, what he wants us to do. Um, Every desire of life quenched. Well, this is pretty serious stuff. Every outlook completely extinguished and blotted out, saving saving one thing only, separated unto the gospel. Woe be to the soul who tries to put his foot in any other direction when once that call has come to him. This college, this is uh, Oswald Chambers taught at a college. This college exists for you and you to see whether God has a man or woman here who cares about proclaiming his gospel. To see whether God grips you and beware of competitors when God does grip you. So, Hmm. the call of God. Yeah, so every ambition nipped. Every desire of life quenched, every outlook completely extinguished and blotted out. I will say uh, about that, though, that he will give us the desires of his heart uh, and the desires of our heart. You know, the more we walk with him, the more we come in alignment with him. And so we are pleasing. So his will becomes our will. And that's where our joy is made complete. If we're doing what he has called us to do and not and. uh uh, with a pure heart and a willingness to just hear from him and, and take it step by step, then we are pleasing to him. And that's what we're called. That's our. That's my purpose. My purpose is to be pleasing to him. Right. And uh, when I was young <laughs> and uh, jumping off the uh, walking bridge, um, you know, that's the time you're, you know, you're, you're out of high school or, or, you know, are you going to go on to college? Are you going to uh, go on a trip just you know, and the the word was like to find myself. Yeah. You know, we're out. We're we're searching. We're we're searching for purpose at that time in our life, and and uh, and fortunate for myself and you too. I think that, that what they call the Jesus movement in the seventies, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's the uh, yeah the little hymn books or the little music books we just dug up with songs that were sang back then. Um, Anyway, that's we were fortunate enough to uh, have that. That uh, you know, not that we you know saw the light and ran to church at that time, but uh, you know we had that influence of others that had in that time, and I think that's that's actually what you know brought me to Christ. I was wearing a Jesus button, you know, before I was 
what they call saved, mm. you know, because I thought I was, you know, I was going to church every Sunday and I figured, well, then I must, <laughs> I must be a Christian. And, wow. and, uh, other, other friends of mine, uh, you know, got a pickup truck and put a 55 gallon barrel of gasoline in the back and went to California for a trip just to find themselves. But, uh, but we can, yeah, we can struggle forever looking or uh, listen to what these letters of Paul mm-hmm. were to the church at that time. And he was talking to people that were struggling to find themselves or like, how does this church, um, you know, it's not how to build a church. It's, it's how do we as people um, act, you know, as Christians now that we, you know, I'm not, I don't feel right doing this because that is just not in my nature anymore after Christ washed me clean. Ooh. And, uh, you know, and, but I still have friends that do. And, you know, how do I act there? And anyway, in, in Ephesians, um, um, I go back to 3, 8, 9, as I mentioned last week, is Paul says, though I am the least deserving of all of God's people. And, and that's, that's where, uh, you know, your gospel trail hosts are at, you know, that we are also the least deserving of all of God's people. But he graciously gave us the privilege of telling everyone about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. And that's what we should be doing. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what, you, you know, whether it's whether it's to the prison, whether it's to the podcast, whether it's you know to the to the the neighbor next door, mm-hmm. um, God chose you to explain to everyone the mysteries that plan the mysterious plan. I mean, it's like what's this God thing? You know, I see all these. Uh, I watched uh, the History Channel. You know, the secrets of the unpublished Bible. You know, and all this and. Uh, you know, the, the God of the universe who created everything by just his spoken word and breathing into sand to make you and I, I think he could get a collection of writings from people he has inspired together correctly. You know, whether there was dispute on some, you know, there was wars even created because of... That's right. You know, and, and if you had any of these old writings... um you'd be tortured and, and killed. Mm-hmm. And because back then they just didn't kill you. <laughs> you had to have the whole package, you know, pain, asking for death. But, uh, yeah, being stoned wouldn't be a good way to go. No, no. You know, you, you just, no, you that's, just think about that's being, death and cho- torture at the same time. That's right. But you, you know, what you said is so important. Um, those verses in chapter three of Ephesians, you know, in uh, my old Dake's annotated Bible from yes. 1977. Yeah, the illuminated version. The illuminated. And as I, I showed Kevin Or the today, highlighted. Yeah, I yeah. showed Kevin today that every line in the book of Ephesians is highlighted. And what I had to do today when I was spending some time this morning was I, because I, uh, I always highlighted in yellow previously. First, right. I would underline. You know, right. That was my method. First, underline. Then highlight, and then highlight again, even darker yellow. And then like today, I was using green, you know, a highlighter green to differentiate because when I first read Ephesians, my knowledge was so much, you know, because that's where I was in my Christian walk. And I'm, and I'm thinking, 
how happy I am to be this age uh, and all the things I've walked through, walked with him through, that we're able to give to other people. That's why it's so important um, uh, that we pass this on to the millennials or whoever we're speaking to. And the thing is, what, what's, what's interesting about Paul when he says he considers himself, this is in the old, old version, mine yep. is, the King James without right. it. Um, uh, he considers himself the least of all the saints. The least. Right. The and least. Here he, here he was, a man that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Doctrinal issues and things. And he wasn't, he wasn't even, he didn't even walk with Christ as the other uh, apostles did. But he spent time because uh, Jesus Christ opened up his heart to all these things. And as you were saying, um, um, one of the commentary, one of the things I read was that uh, Romans was the first doctrinal um, book that Paul wrote. That was that was, and the book of Ephesians was the second uh, installment of the doctrine, the right. doctrines to all the people uh, in all the churches. So that's why I I said uh, you know where we were going to cover Ephesians in one day. We possibly we can't possibly do that because there is so much in each of those chapters and in each in each of those verses that we need to kind of unpack that. Right, right. Because he talks about, you know, one of the main themes I see in Ephesians is unity, unity in the body, bringing together Christians and Gentiles. That Gentiles, uh, I mean, uh, Jew, uh, uh, Jews and and Gentiles, you know, because he brought that together. They are one uh, according to Jesus Christ. We are one. We, we have been... Uh, molded together as one. And uh, one of the things I thought about, or one of the words that came up too, was humble. Humble. Because he right. is so humble. And of course, what did I do with the word humble? What do you think, Kevin? Um, I don't know. Can you read it anymore? Or is there <laughs> ink on top? Well, this is... Uh, <laughs> Highlighting. Yeah. So what... Yeah. And then it's like, okay, where did I put it? Because I have... Uh, I have... Uh, ooh, it's probably in the back of this. Humble. We should be humble. That's uh, that should be one of the main characteristics of a Christian. Do you agree with that, Kevin? Humble. Yes, that humble. would be. That would be. You know, because we're not we're not a humble people. We're not humble. You know, we don't think of others more right. important than ourselves. So everything that Jesus taught was humility. I mean, humble yourself. Uh, we we sing. Uh, I do a, a song where humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will raise you up. But here's my uh, acronym for humble, H-U-M-B-L-E. Um, he understands, utilizes, or uses. There's a lot of use there. My brotherly, loving example. How about that? H-U-M-B-L-E. He uses my brotherly, loving example. So that's where we should be an example. We should be an example of humility. We should not, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we should be... We should be kind to each other. We should be lifting each other up. And if you feel superior, you can't do that. You can't do that. You no. can't do that. That arrogance is, you know, it's like, no, that's the opposite of what God, what Jesus expects yeah. of us. It just, yeah, it just came to mind to me that you're superior when you said that. It's you're walking over the top. Exactly. You know, in my flash, <laughs> flash imagination here, but or translation, you're walking over the top and uh, not getting down to earth where it, Ephesians 3.8, 
what words did he use in there? Words me have meaning. Mm -hmm. He used, I am the least deserving. Oh. And then, then he goes on to explain that God graciously gave grace. Through God's grace, we have been made humble, not of works, lest we boast and be walking across the top. You That's know, right. Just, and missing out all of that below that God has given us. Right. And what did all the accusers say about Jesus? Look at, he spends time with harlots. He spends time with sinners. He spends That's time right. with, you know, uh, uh, he's drinking with these people or he's doing these things. Right, right. And why is he not? I mean, um, those people by themselves thinking they are higher Exactly. Um, are just uh, excluding themselves right there. Like, why invite them? They'll just <laughs> they'll just uh, start trouble. Okay, let's uh, stop for a moment and uh, just think about that. Like a sailor in the psalm. Jesus is our bridge over troubled waters. Let's listen to Stephen as he plays his violin and guitar as we think about what God has said.
right? And that's why Jesus said he he goes uh, to the he he goes to the unhealthy. He goes to the ones that have been discounted, and he he, that's that's, right. And he walked among them because you look at the lineage. That's what people always talk about the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Well, you read it, and it's like uh, um, you know because you got prostitutes, you got murderers, you got people. You know those are in the line of you've got uh, 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 Ruth was a Moabite. You know, and they're all in the lineage. And it's like what's important to realize is that that makes it possible for me to come to Christ. That me, that even me, he will open up his arms and I can be saved through him and have that life. That there is everyone is made in his image to um, um, to do what he's called us to do, each one of us right. to do. And you don't have to be like the Pharisees or no. the Sadducees. And no. if you study them at all they don't believe the same things that each other believe so so which way do i go right okay now i'm going to now i'm going to my highlighted uh, the highlighted version the highlighted version um sandy's highlighted version right soon to be in a bookstore near you that's right no ephesians 2:14 uh, speaking of Jesus, by dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Okay, the wall of separation. And I looked up my good old Dake's annotated Bible um, about what it was like before the Gentiles were welcomed in. Um, For he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier. He has made two groups, one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Wow. The dividing wall of hostility. And that's and that's what we're always talking about. We're always talking about what is separating us from God. Right, a and hostile world. Yeah, a hostile world, uh, because um, the enemy, Satan, doesn't what, want us what? to... Uh, to uh, uh, to be in close contact with Jesus Christ. Could it be Satan? There it is. The wall of partition, Ephesians 2.14. Um, here it means that Christ broke down the wall or fence that separated Jews and Gentiles. Ooh. A wall of stone about six feet high separated the court of the Gentiles from that of the Jews in the temple. To cross it meant death to any Gentile. Jews always endeavored to live by themselves among the Gentiles. They either wanted a river or a wall between them and their Gentile neighbors. Wherever they went, their own laws, rights, and customs made a separation between them and the Gentiles. This latter fact is what is referred to as the middle wall of partition between Jews and Gentiles. Christ abolished the law of Moses with all of its commandments, ordinances, and rituals, and provided a new covenant entirely for both Jews and Gentiles. That's us, making them one and on the same level in all things. The same level. This is, we're not talking about, uh, that's being humble. We're not talking about uh, being up high, being being put up high. To emphasize this, the literal veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom, indicating that the way into the holiest had been made for all men. All. All. That the old law was in a new covenant ratified. So I was interested in reading that because of the wall. That's what it was. It was a six-foot stone wall that separated Gentiles from Jews. And that was that was uh, torn down. That was eradicated by Jesus Christ coming. And Paul speaks about where, as you read, 
where right. they became one. Right, they became one. Right. The two groups, one. Right, two groups to one. Because he destroyed the barrier. Right. Well, we have uh, Brother Don all the way from sunny Florida. Hi. Hello, hello. Sorry to be a little bit late. <laughs> Better late than never. It's good to hear your voice now. Uh, you're right on time. <laughs> Thank you. And, and here we are, verse uh, um, chapter 222. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the Holy of Holies, his dwelling place, through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you, breaking down that wall. Yeah, uh, it says, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier and the dividing wall of hostility. I mean, he is our peace. So we don't have to be agitated anymore by the wall of hostility because that has been broken down. I hey. mean, peace, peace is a, is a, is an all encompassing word. I mean, that, you know, if, if you're at peace, it has to be because something God did. Yeah. Because there isn't any peace apart from him. No. I mean, just like when you, when you said that about peace, it's like, just like the, that is yeah, the key. That is the key. It's just like the joy of the Lord is your strength. And where do we get joy? Mm -hmm. From the spoken word of God mm -hmm. or reading the word of God, which we're doing now. And that's 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 why that's why we sound a little goofy sometimes, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. I mean, even, you know, as we talked talked earlier about some negativity in our lives and it's always hitting us. I mean, it comes from this way, that way and the other way. Um, some of those people, I guess, that's where it usually comes from. Um, they don't have that peace. You know, why are why are you so peaceful? Um, I've been asked um, at work and and uh, you know, when when things are like the network is down. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking from here to there, I'm checking things and stuff and and I've actually had somebody ask me when I'm walking by, like, why are you so peaceful? You know, I should be agitated, screaming and kicking the floor because somebody screwed up, you know. But that's that's the that's the peace that surpasses all of our understandings. The world cannot understand it. That guards our hearts and our minds, even in our daily activities. So yeah. we can, and that is the barrier. That is the dividing wall of hostility right there. That His peace can protect us from that, and strengthen us in His joy. Wow, you know, like I said, that's how I came. That's how I came to Christ is that Christians, I met with some Christians that said, ask me any questions about the Bible and stuff. And they answered every one of them. And I was drawn to them because they had peace and I did not have peace. Right, right. He exactly. Came, yeah. I did not have peace. So that should be, I mean, we've got hum, being humble. Well, that's, and humility that's, is one that's, of the main that's where That's where humble and humili humility happen when you recognize peace. Right. And that's when you, that's when you become free. Right. Because if, if you're agitated, can you hear from God when you're agitated? I don't know. Is that well, I don't. Yeah. And, and and it's just, it can be just uh, something is conflicting in your mind. That's right. I mean, as little as that, somebody could look at you and not even know that you're conflicted. Exactly. Yeah, but let's go to the illuminated version and find yeah. how, how to be unconflicted. Here we go. Um, uh, 3.11. Well... You know, like I said, when we started all of this, all of this, all. that all is just repeated just countless times in uh, in Ephesians. 
God's grace fuels my passion to enlighten every person to this wonderful mystery. That's what we're that's what we're doing with this podcast, which was kept a secret in the heart of God, the creator of, the creator of all, and has been hidden from the world until now. And, and um, Paul goes on to say in verse eleven, this perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ, so that now we have boldness through Him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. So therefore, we're supposed to be bold. Boldness. And that's that's what they were praying for in Acts chapter 4, boldness, because they were were all huddled together um, in fear because that wall was just coming up so high, that wall that God destroyed that barrier, but it was getting so high that they thought it was going to fall on them. Exactly. And they were praying for boldness, and they got it. That's right. It shook the place. I mean, literally, God entered the room. And it changed everything. And it changed everything. Because they had the power of the Holy Spirit um, that Jesus said, I will send the Comforter, and you will proclaim my my word, and he will explain all these things. And you will have power and boldness to do these things. It says, verse 13, My dear friends, I pray that you will remain strong and not be discouraged or ashamed by all that I suffer. Because here's Paul. What kind of things did Paul suffer? Don, you want to you wanna enumerate some of the things that Paul went through? The book of Ephesians is written when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. So anything you want to add to that sure. about what, what, did, what did Paul experience? Well, he certainly experienced a lot of beatings. Um, yep. He mentioned uh, getting, what was it, 40 stripes minus one several times. Yes. Um, he was through, went through a shipwreck. He was almost killed. He went through prison. He went mm-hmm. through so many different things. Um, he, he went through just about everything that a person can do, including a martyr's death eventually. Yes. If, if uh, tradition serves us right. Good. Thank you. And then... Uh, <laughs> My highlighted version, uh, I'm still reading from uh, chapter 3, verse 17. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. Constantly using our faith. And the resting place of his love and become the very source and root of your life, providing you with a secret, with a secure foundation that grows and grows. Verses 18 and 19. Then as your spiritual strength increases, you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of God in all its dimensions. There it's all again. Yep. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement, beyond academic knowledge. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Verse 20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this whatever preceded this, all the things, to be bold. He will achieve infinitely infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church and every generation through Jesus Christ, and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen. That's how he ends chapter 3. Amen. Uh, chapter 4, beginning um, verse 2. With tender humility, here we go again, tender humility and quiet patience. Patience is another thing that should mark a uh, Christian's life. What do you think, guys? Definitely. 
Always Definitely. demonstrate gentleness. Yeah. Wow. And generous love toward one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. In other words, those that what will you mean? You. There's somebody that would try your patience. Well, who could that possibly be? Uh, could that be Satan? Wow. <laughs> Verse three: Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. There we are going back to peace. Again. Right, the peace that surpasses. Yeah. That you will be one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. You're all. All. All, all means you all. and I, Kevin and Don. For the Lord God is one, and so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, one and one faith. Father. He is a perfect Father who leads us all, who leads us all, works through us all, and live, lives in us all. In all y'all. In all y'all. And he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. Sandy, you know, this is in the context of verse 1, as a prisoner for the Lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it just impresses me that many of these things are so difficult for people inside prisons to be able to accomplish. And yet he is urging them on the basis of the fact that he is a prisoner for the Lord. Um, it, uh, it it adds a little um, mm -hmm. extra emphasis upon the importance of it, because we, no matter our situation in prison, outside, as a martyr, as, as simply a person who's trying to live out the Christian life, these are imperatives. These are crucial things that are being emphasized. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't say, I'm saying this as a prisoner for the Lord. That just adds a little extra emphasis, I think. Thank you much, Don. That's exactly right. I mean, thank you, Lord, uh, for what you just said, because I go into I go to the jail every week, people that are incarcerated. And, um, you know, and I tell them, uh, even on the outside, you can be in prison. You cannot be free. Yeah. But you can be free. Right. And that's what Paul Wow, it's just blowing my mind. I mean, think about it. Paul's writing in prison. He's had all these things uh, come against him, you know, like the shipwrecks and the beatings and all of that, the, all the imprisonments and stuff. And yet he can say he's the least of all. Mm -hmm. And uh, But his confidence is solely in Jesus Christ and what he has done and, and the grace that he, is, that he has shown us. Um, thank you, Don. Um, sure. Chapter 4, um, starting in verse 11, and uh, I, I put a, a title on this as uh, uh, Church Positions. And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, and some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. I love it. And some with grace. Some Did you bring grace. your grace? Some with grace. Don't leave grace at home. That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. I guess that's all of us, to do the works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries, I love how Simmons writes this, these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith, until we all experience the fullness of being one with the Son of God, and finally we become one perfect man, with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. 
Yeah, there's so many alls in the in this chapter, and and just think uh, th- that the Ephesians sent it to other churches, mm-hmm. and they read the same thing. All meaning all. Oh, does that include us too? And then it's in the Bible, and it says all, and the Bible has been given to us, mm-hmm. and we're holding it right now in our hands. Could that mean us? Yeah, and I love that because we have to identify. Right, with right, all. Right. I mean, we it's not, identify it's, that what, what was written is for right. all of us to be instructed and right. to learn and to live our lives. Right. It's it's not for somebody thousands of years ago. It's to, it's to the it's to the human. That's right. You know, if you are human, this letter is written to you. Right. And that's what I needed uh, when I was when I finally decided I was desperate. Right. Uh, for the Lord, that's what I needed because I had no peace in my life no. and I had no answers. Why am I here? Why am I alive? What's what's my right. purpose? What? Why was I created? And why didn't you understand it? Because of that wall. That's right. I mean, the the world tells you you should be this way. Yeah. The Frank Sinatra says you can do it my way. That's right. And uh, other people have written the same song. I even heard a rap um, duplicate the Frank Sinatra song last night, um, and. And that's that's the that's the world crying out. I can do it my way. That's right, and that's what is pervasive in our right. country right now. You know, the thing is, it's the it's the futility of the mind. Right. You know, I came to Christ because everything I knew, all the knowledge that I had taken in my life, things, uh, uh, did not provide any answers of how to live my life right. and to have any peace. No, and that's why that's no why peace. we're searching. That's why we're walking around after high school like, what's next? Yeah, what and, do I do you next? Know, and the play on words is, uh, um, you know, I can do it my way, as they sing in the song, but let's do it Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Wow. Um, okay, going on again. Uh, verse 16, this is 416. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And that is Kevin and I and Don and all the listeners out there. If you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and and uh, accepted the grace, the love gift that he gave the us. The grace, yes. Then we are a part of his body. And this is what I like. And every member, is that you and I? That's well, like every, all I members. don't know. Every member. All members. Has been given right, divine every. gifts to contribute to the growth of all. We can all contribute. All. All are necessary. We, can, we all have something to contribute. Right. And as these gifts are imparted and operating effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Well, is that a goal? Yeah. We are built up. We are encouraged. We are okay. built up because he is our strength. He is our source. We are built up. So, so you're, perfect. you're built up. You're encouraged. And what are you going to do next? That's right. So then... Oh, this is just so rich. So verse 17. So with the wisdom given to me from the Lord, this is Paul speaking again, I say, you should not live like the unbelievers around you who walked in their empty delusions. Their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Hmm. You know, that's that's that, you know, and I think about it. Uh, hell isn't the worst part of uh, not surrendering our right. lives to Christ. Right. It's being separated from God. Right, and that's what happened in the garden—to be separated from God for eternity, right, for never. Um, their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. 
Because of spiritual apathy, they cut themselves off from their only true hope, for they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. Because they didn't listen to that wisdom. That's exactly right. That's that's what he was trying to, uh, yeah, share with them. Wisdom. So it goes that, on. Wisdom there's from a, God. Don? Yeah. There's a real contrast here. Um, you have in verse 14, don't be like infants, just going with whatever's happening. I mean, people are like that. Whatever. You We're think? Whatever. That's right. Uh, just be like, just like a baby. Well, you know, whatever. I whatever. don't have any choice in this. Yeah, how many? And then that contrasts with the person that speaks the truth. And is that love is that a thing? Every becomes more mature. You're exactly right. Yeah, is that a and thing then, anymore? The you know you hear uh, you see on TV and you know sassy teenagers uh, saying oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, they say whatever. Yeah. It's, you got to get the tone right. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah and your face contorts a bit too. That's right. And he goes on. This is and both of those groups are in such great contrast with this mature Christian. Uh, that uh, well, that contrast there. But then you have this person who is just giving themselves over to evil. Oh, and so oh, you've got a oh, real contrast: oh. the Im- immature, the spiritual Christian, and the person that's just giving themselves over to Satan. Wow! And that's what's occurring. Well, that occurs, right? Yeah. Because that's the battle. That's that is the a battle, battle right it's a, there. It's Satan a battle wants between good and evil. S- Satan wants more. Yeah, yeah. And he says in verse twenty, "But this is not the way of life that Christ has un- has unfolded within you. This is not what Christ has unfolded. If you have really experienced the Anointed One and heard mm. His truth, it will be this is the key seen in your life. There you go. People should Amen. be seen, you know, for we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. So. See, this is really um, uh, puts a mirror on my life. It's like, what what are they? What are people seeing in my life? Are they seeing humility? Are they seeing? Uh, are they seeing peace? Are they seeing kindness? Are they seeing tenderness? Are they seeing love? You know, mm. and care, compassion, right. right? You know, all those things. So, mm-hmm. um, and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. I mean, that's that's one of those things. Okay, what are people? I, I always write myself questions. What are people seeing in my life today? Are they seeing an ambassador, a representative of Jesus Christ and his love? Or are they seeing the opposite? Right. Or even anything in between there? So um, it should be seen in your life. Um, so, and he goes on to say, I love it because he's so practical. Paul is just so practical because he lays it all out. Verse 25, so discard every form of dishonesty. dishonesty. Wow. And lying. So that you'll be known as one who always speaks the truth. Mm. For we all belong to one another in one body. In one body, always speaks the truth. Guilty. That's Am right. I always Sandy. Speak? Yes. Don't you think that this lying to yourself and putting and the falsehood and all of that? Don't you think that's behind the person that simply says, you know, I'm living for myself. I'm not going to live for the Lord. Don't you think that? That's a basic lie that's behind that whole right on. Lie. I I think you're a hundred percent correct. That's why I'm so glad you're with us today because you're bringing those things that are yep. so important. He was just in time. Yeah, just in time. You came just in time. <laughs> no, I won't sing anymore, guys. <laughs> that's right. Okay, and here he goes on again. And guard your speech. 
Oh, yes. Never let ugly or hateful. I can't even say these. I can't even say this, guys. Never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. And then he ends the chapter, chapter 4. Lay aside bitter words, mm. temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. So, so is that, yeah, put that one on your front door Yeah. before entering. Yeah, and it ends with says, but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Mm. Wow. So he lays it out. He says, "Oh yes, don't have these. Don't don't lie to yourself." Oh, I like what you said, Don, because I mean, that's, that's that is that is the the not necessarily a subtlety. That's what we do. I mean, that's what people right. do, where they they just don't want to uh, 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 to come face to face with yeah. wisdom from God. What the Lord is saying. Right. Chapter five. Mm-hmm. How far should we go, guys? Uh, like, we're getting pretty close to the end here. Okay. Um, Chapter 5, Paul starts out, follow God and imitate all he does in everything you do. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the that's the end of our podcast. Follow God and imitate all he does in everything you do. There we go. Okay. What do you think, Don? To find out more, that's you easy. can read it here. That's easy. <laughs> for, for then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters and continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. For he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God, like an aroma of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance in heaven and earth. He goes on and on. I mean, here he goes on again, saying, guard your speech. Mm-hmm. That's that's a theme here. Guard, guard your, your speech. speech. Forsake obscenities and worthless insults. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don, are you happy? We're having a good time because I read this and it just uh, it just jumps out at me. That's why I said we've got to take it just almost like verse by verse because it's so full of of good sound rock doctrine and how we are to behave. That's right. Conduct ourselves. Yeah, I quit taking notes. I'm just going to refer to Ephesians. That's right. Um, oh, here we go. And we never do these. Yeah, after this he says, yeah, guard your speech, forsake obscenities and worthless insults. These are nonsensical words. <laughs> nonsensical words that bring disgrace and are unnecessary. Ooh. Instead, let us worship, fill your heart. And he said, instead, let worship fill your heart and spill out in your words as you remind each other of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. So as we spend time in his word, in his presence, we are filled and to overflowing, and we spill out those things in words of encouragement and words of that are healthy, that are sensible and that bring light that's what we should be marked as yep yeah that i wanted to emphasize worship in that uh Mm -hmm. sentence there Mm -hmm. that have you ever met somebody that uh has dedicated their life to worship Mm -hmm. that how they are they're encouraging they're gentle they're kind and understanding Mm -hmm. i mean all the words you had in that one sentence associated with worship Mm -hmm. wow thank you Kevin. And why is that? Because, you know, if, if you're worshiping, you're in his presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worship is a key element. It is. That is. That you know, is. worship and thankfulness. That's thankfulness. Being thankful. Right. Because we're not, that's, I think that's as we get to. And then uh, now I start hearing these worship songs in my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I won't say. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is, um, there's a lot in chapters five and six. That's right. Can we do another week? What do you think, Don? I think it's worth it, definitely. Sure. I think it's worthy. You know, I I love this study. That's right. I, I, I hope the listeners out there love this study because it's just so packed. I mean, when I think about it, yes, this is the way I was. This, These are the expectations. These are what he wants. Right. And it's because if I live a surrendered life and if I enter into worship and I spend time with him in his word and in his presence, then these things will come out of my mouth. These things will come out of my heart and I will bring life to everyone I meet. Mm. And that's our goal. That's right. That's my goal everywhere I want to bring that. And uh, that's why I'm so thankful that we do this podcast. This is just an opportunity right. because it's because what he's done in my life, he fills me to overflowing. And I want to flow, you know, I want this to flow out to all the listeners. That's why um, I'm glad uh, the, my partners here are letting us, uh, letting me go on and on because Ephesians is just it's like it's all highlighted. That's right. You know, it's, and I did skip some mm. verses in there, right? But not very many. And as Kevin, as Kevin said, he looked at my old 1977 Bible, Dake's annotated Bible of, uh, and it was the old King James. And it's like if you look at uh, maybe you you said you're going to put this picture. Yeah, this will be the picture on the uh, on the website with associated with this podcast. With this podcast, and it's the Book of Ephesians. I mean, it's a letter by Paul of the Ephesians. It's all highlighted. It's all highlighted from verse 1 in chapter 1 to the end. It's all highlighted. And it's highlighted, you know, my, my, my procedure before was I would underline first. And that's right. And then I would highlight in yellow. And then I would go back and highlight in yellow. And that's, because and, of the different stages of my life and my walk with the Lord. And then, like today, when I was studying and looking at it, I highlighted in green. I went over the yellow with green because so I could remember that this was this is the current because our walk is dynamic. Yeah. He says, "Come with me and 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 do what I've called you to do because I am with you and together we will be successful." Right. That's a three dimensional highlighted version. It is. Yeah, it is three dimensional. <laughs> highlight on top of highlight. So so, Sandy, did you highlight the page numbers, too? Oh, I probably didn't, but if, have you ever looked at a Dake's Annotated Bible? <laughs> have you ever seen that? Yes. <laughs> you know, because, because the middle part, the, the middle section is, you know, uh, it, but they've got notes as much on either side of the, on, on either side of the page. They give uh, just tremendous amount of notes, and then, and then they refer to things at the end of the letter or the book. Right. You know, because they highlight all the 32 examples in the Bible of this, eight, eight, eight examples of this, because that's the way uh, that's the way Dake was. But, you know, my 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 Bible is, you know, they're, they're almost a little rip pages, but it's been wet. You know, there's parts of it where it's uh, where it's faded a little bit. But uh, that Bible, I, I, I had to bring it. I was reading it today because I don't I don't normally read uh, the old King James anymore. But. That's was the foundation that I grew up as a Christian was mm -hmm. reading that. Right. And it's of course the word of God, it's always valuable. It is always valuable. Well pro His proven proven true changes. by the highlighting. Okay. Yeah. Why do you highlight? It's something you want to remember, yeah. something you want to share. Yeah. And uh right. and in this case, we're sharing the, the whole book of Ephesians. It is because, because it's all valuable. It, it's all valuable, awesome. It just, we don't make this stuff up. 
We yeah. couldn't make this stuff up. Right. But God has <laughs> conveyed that information to us. Right. And Paul wrote this in prison, uh, let's see, 1970 yeah. years ago? Yeah. Um, his back hurts because he was whipped, you know, 39 oh. times. Why do they come up with 39? Because 40 is going to kill you? That's right. And... Uh, and then, so I can just see him now. Uh, yeah, give me some uh, papyrus, please. I want to write down some notes. Like, <laughs> I mean, in, in the, <laughs> I mean, he had to been moved by God, moved by the Holy Spirit to to put this on paper. I would have just uh, curled up and given up. Yeah, it was a supernatural uh, spirit of God operating in him. It is that caused him it to is. live. And to write and to do the things. I mean, talk about an example. And then when he says, I am the least of all the saints, it blows my mind. That's least. Right. So least. I'm not even on the page we're not, of no, the least. No, we're... <laughs> you know, I mean, you think about that, but God can use us. That's right. Now to him who is able to do a men- immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is work at work within us. I mean, you can't withstand prison without his power at work within you. I mean, you might get through, but you won't be the same person. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, all, all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 That's a that's a great end. So bless all the listeners out there until we meet again. Uh, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, please do. Uh, we love you uh, because he loves us and he wants to share that love and his word with everyone that we come in contact with. So until we meet again, the blessings and safety uh, surround all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. You make my day. There we go. I got to go. hear your voice there we go. continuously. That's right. Formatted for the internet. That's right. Formatted to the internet. Formatted. formatted. On Thursdays. Did I did I tell you it's uh, formatted for the internet? <laughs> what is that anyway? It's uh, formatted for the internet. Yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Inquiry, Come back next week and... Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. Find out next week. Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church, a network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations.